You are listening to episode 522 of the Latina Mom Legacy Podcast. What are some free bilingual resources that must be taken advantage of to make raising bilinguals easier? In this episode, I share with you 10 resources that every bilingual parent should add to their list. Discover resources in parenting, education, media, and family life. From free Spanish printables to media websites, learn my go-tos. Plus, I share how to narrow your focus to prevent being overwhelmed by content. Yo, a bilingual parenting educator, author, and multilingual parenting mom, Jenny Perez, te invito as we take a closer look. Así que no te lo pierdas. Hola, hola, ¿cómo estás? I hope that you're doing well. I hope that life is treating you kind. Welcome to another episode of the Latina Mom Legacy Podcast. I am your host, Jenny Perez. Thank you so much for tuning in from whatever corner of the world, de cualquier parte del mundo que está sintonizando. Mil y mil gracias. Thank you for listening to the Latina Mom Legacy. By the way, quick shout out to my Apple Podcast subscribers. I tend to address the Spotify subscribers because Spotify subscribers can leave comments and you can can take the polls in your podcast platform, but my Apple podcast listeners, hey, <laughs> mil gracias por sintonizar. Hey, thank you so much. I didn't realize how many subscribers I had until I went like on the back end and I was like, whoa, <laughs> I was very pleasantly surprised. So thank you so much. If you have me on your podcast, Apple podcast as a favorite, as a follower, as a subscriber, I'm not sure how that one works. <laughs> thank you so much. And remember, if you're an Apple podcast subscriber, Hey, you can always leave a positive review. You can type it out and I'll be sure to share it with the world. If you want to connect with me, you can do so on social media at Instagram at mi legacy spelled M-I-L-E-G-A-S-I or the Latina Mom Legacy. Don't be shy. Hit me up in the DMs. I like to chat and I like to be present there. As I mentioned earlier this year, I'm going to be spending less time on social media in the feed, but I will be present. I'm always present in stories. I feel that's where I connect most with you. You will be seeing some gradual changes on social media in terms of the content simply because social media can be exhausting and sometimes like the reels and making videos can just be a time drainer. And I feel like I can better serve you in other ways. So if you don't see me on the actual feed, it's not that I'm not around. You can always find me in the stories or in the chat, but it's really because I want to spend more time in other areas and I will be traveling more as my day job is changing a bit and I'm focusing some time and energy on that and at the same time trying to continue to focus on me legacy in other ways. So yeah, this mama is a keeping busy, but always keeping priorities in mind. And that includes familia. That includes familia. I just got back from quick trip to San Diego for my job. And it was good. It was a, like I said, it was a quick trip. The hotel that I stayed at is an old hotel, like in the middle of like downtown San Diego. And I got to tell you, this place is like, it's a beautiful old hotel, but it kind of gives off those like haunted hotel vibes. Like the, um, I never saw The Shining, but you know, The Shining has like the twins and like that scene where they're like at the end of like this hall with all these doors. Well, my room was like at the end of like one of these halls. So I had to like get up like super early for my flight. So here I am like four o'clock in the morning and I open the door and all I see is like this long hallway and I'm like, dun, dun, dun. that's Jaws. <laughs> but you, I'm like hearing like the scary music in my head and I'm like, ay Dios mío, chándome la bendición. <laughs> 
<laughs> because you know, que no, no le salga un espanto a uno por alguna parte. Oh my god! But it was good. It was great. It was productive. And I am back in New Jersey for a day or two before I travel again for work and uh, down to see my mommy in Florida. Remember, I told you a couple of weeks ago that I was planning on going to Florida, but I got sick. So now this is that trip. So I'm gonna be with her and uh, take her to have some tests run because me mommy, she's. Esa es mi otra niña, mi otra adoración. She's doing very well. And it just goes to show that when you put somebody, whether it's a child or an elderly person in their environment, they can thrive with how they naturally are and their natural abilities. They will thrive. My mom suffered dementia, early stages of dementia. And after my dad died, it was really, really concerning because we thought we were going to lose her very soon. And long story short, we put her in an adult daycare. Y le ha dado vida. Le ha dado vida a ella. Even cognitively, it's like a 360. So we are truly, truly grateful that she has that now. And for us, it's kind of peace of mind. And they really are an extension of our family. So if you have elderly parents or grandparents and you're wondering like what to do to help them, this is a lovely way to give them a social life, to engage with them. It could be very good and beneficial for them. Last week, I had Jessica Suarez on the show. And Jessica is a homeschooling Latina mom who is doing homeschooling of three girls all by herself, including bilingual homeschooling. Last week's entrevista fue en español. Así que eh, si la quieres escuchar, sintoniza. Es cómo educar hijos bilingües desde casa. Una conversación muy, muy, muy educativa. Así que si no la escuchaste, te sugiero que la escuches. Uh, if you didn't listen to that episode, it's a great one. It's, it is all in Spanish. But she gave us some really, really great tips on if you're considering homeschooling, how you can do that. And we answered some great questions or she answered some great questions because I know I had a lot of questions. So so be sure to check that out. This week, I have bilingual resources, bilingual parenting resources that are free to you. Some of them you may have heard of. Some of them are maybe new, but a lot of great information that's free, that's available for you. And I share how you can organize it all. So espero que te guste. And now I'll talk to you soon. Have a great one. Ciao, ciao. Today, I'm going to give you my favorite free bilingual resources, and we're going to cover a wide range of topics. Whether you're raising a bilingual or multilingual child, there's a lot of valuable information out there that you may not know about, and that's why you have me. So I'm going to give you my top 10. Let's dive right in. The first website that I'm going to give you is shamelessly Mi Legacy. That is my bilingual parenting website, and I have created it full of tools to help you raise bilingual kids. So I have blogs on there. You can find my course, Confident Bilingual Parenting. You have the archive of past episodes on the Latina Mom Legacy, full of resources, links to recommended products, and any recommendations that any of my guests have had over the years. You can find those there. Now, the best tool, if you ask me, is my weekly newsletter where I provide the latest in bilingualism news, podcast updates, events, any new blog posts, and even free bilingual Spanish printables that you can print right in the comfort of your home home or that you can open on your child's tablet and kind of work on it with your child. All of these tools and tips are created to help you continue to raise bilingual children que hablen español. So be sure to check it out. You can visit milegacy.com spelled M-I-L-E-G-A-S-I.com to get more information and take a look. 
Next on my list is the website Colorín Colorado. Colorín Colorado is a bilingual website providing information, activities, and advice for educators and families of English language learners. It covers various aspects of bilingual education and offers resources in English and Spanish. And you can visit them at colorincolorado.org. And what I love about this website is it has all sorts of great information. It has an area for books and authors, so you can find information about different books. It also has videos videos that support you and your bilingual parenting journey. It has a section for educators. It has a section for families. It has a lot of great information for those families that are bilingual or multilingual or that perhaps need more assistance in raising children to speak English. So again, it works both ways, but it's a great one to reference. Next on my list is Reading Rockets. And Reading Rockets is a website that offers a variety of resources to help young children and their parents with reading and literacy development. The website includes bilingual materials and tips for fostering a love of reading at home. And when you're raising bilinguals, people sometimes fear language delays. Perhaps their children are struggling with reading. This is a great resource because it provides a lot of free content on helping you achieve those readers. I've mentioned many times that reading has has always been big in our home. And for me, reading has been a crucial in our bilingual development. We've read many books over the years, and I know that sometimes people struggle in this area. So this is a great resource that will help provide you that step-by-step -step guide on where your child needs to be on what you can do at home to help you and help your child become literate. And that website can be found at readingrockets.org. The next website on my list is PBS Kids, and they do have a section for parents and they do have a section for kids. So PBS Kids for Parents provides a wealth of resources, articles, and activities to support parents in various aspects of child development, education, and entertainment. Some content is available in Spanish. Now for the kids section, they do have games. They do have a lot of interactive activities that are available in English, and some are available in Spanish. I love PBS kids because they promote multiculturalism and diversity in their content. And it reflects many times our Latino community or our multicultural families. So this to me is my go-to resource, especially for younger kids, anywhere from two to five, when it comes to having that media content that is reflective of our families and our diversity. And you can find that at pbs.org. And on there, you'll have a section that'll click to PBS parents and for PBS kids. The next go-to resource is Common Sense Media. And Common Sense Media offers reviews and recommendations for age-appropriate media, including books, movies, and apps. While the primary content is in English, it provides valuable insights for parents like us. Now, I love Common Sense Media. Now, you do have, for the free version, you are allowed to look up three items per month, whether it's three apps, three books, three TV shows, three movies, that is free and included. You can play a monthly a membership fee and that gives you access to unlimited reviews. Now, what I love about Common Sense Media is that it has parent reviews, but it also has children's reviews. It'll include things like whether an item or a movie has profanity, whether it has violence, if there is a moral to the story. And then once you start reading the reviews and what parents and the kids have to say, it'll help you determine whether a book, movie, app or show is appropriate for your child. I don't know if you're like me, but I really don't have time to watch every 
every single show that my daughter watches. I really try to at least watch one episode because I really want to make sure that the content that she's viewing is something that we agree with in our home. I know that in Netflix, I have banned a number of TV shows and movies that I just don't think that are not necessarily age appropriate, but I don't like the messaging in the content. So I'll ban those in the parental settings on, for example, Netflix. But when I don't have that time to sit down and really look at the shows, I go to Common Sense Media. And this is also really good for movies because it allows you to see if a movie is worth watching before you actually sit down with your child to watch them. They have a lot of great content and recommendations for both English and Spanish. So this is definitely a must have resource that you should add to your list. You can access Common Sense Media at commonsense.org. The next resource on my list is Zero to Three. Now, Zero to Three focuses on early childhood development and provides resources and information for parents with young children. While primarily in English, it does offer valuable insight in Espanol into parenting and child development. Now, this website is great because it has a section for parents. So if you click on resources and you click on for families, you're going to scroll down and you're going to see a bunch of different resources that talk about the different ages and stages in early child development. So if you want to learn about the uh, prenatal development, if you're pregnant and you want to learn more about what's happening, it also goes into birth to 12 months, 12 to 24, 24 to 36. And when you click on those, you click on the details, it'll give you articles that support the age. So it gives you information on like building self-confidence in the early stages, how to work on developing skills, how to support language in those early early months. So it really is a resource, especially for those of you that have babies from zero to three years old. And you can find that at zero to three dot org. And that zero to three spelled out. So Z-E-R-O-T-O-T-H-R-E-E dot org. That's a great one. The next website on my list is the PTA.org website, but specifically the Parent Toolkit. So the Parent Toolkit provides information and resources to support parents in various aspects of their children's lives, including academics and well-being. While it's primarily in English, it does cover universal parenting topics. Now, if your children are going to school, they have these parenting guides, like what your child should be learning at a specific grade. And these are wonderful because they're available in both English and Spanish. So for our Spanish speaking community or for our friends that are Spanish speakers that perhaps may not speak English, this is a great tool to share with them because la información is available in Espanol. So if you click on these guides, like for example, I'm going to click on fourth grade, it gives you a PDF for you to download and it'll give you a list of all the things that your child should know by the end of this grade. And it breaks it down into math, into into literacy, into the different areas that your child should be working on. Now, the website has a ton of information. You can also subscribe to their children's magazine. You can also sign up to be part of the PTA. I, to be honest, I love the PTA, but I don't really have a whole lot of time to attend the meetings and to be very involved. I mean, I already have a lot on my plate, but I do like to be informed and I do like to know what the expectations are when it comes to education and academic 
academics, especially here in the U.S. So this is a great resource for that. They have a lot of programs. It has information about events and also has information on how to start your own PTA program in your community. So this is definitely, definitely a must-have resource that will help you not just in your child's education, but can also be applied and help and support you in your bilingual parenting journey. And you can find that at pta.org. If you click on pta.org, click on family resources, and at the very top, you will find the parent toolkit link. The next resource on my list is libraries.org. Now, libraries.org is a database of all the libraries across the U.S. And they even have like libraries that are specifically to law and they have like all these different library associations. But what I love about it is that when you click on any library, you can find them by state. You can find them by location. When you click on a particular library, it will give you stats that you don't necessarily see when you click on the library's website. It'll give you information like how big their collection is, what type of offerings they have, usually gives you like a contact information. So if you want to find out whether a library has a collection of bilingual books or what type, you can just email them or pick up the phone and call them. And this is an easy way without having to do multiple searches. You have this database in front of you with easy access that will allow you to directly reach out to these different libraries. When it comes to bilingualism, and multilingualism books are at the forefront and literacy and reading is at the forefront. So we really want to make sure that while we may want to spend money on books, and I know I love having books, I also know that I can't buy every single book out there, right? So when we have these, when we develop these relationships with our libraries and our local libraries, we can suggest books for them to carry or collections for them to carry that will not only help us in raising our bilingual children, but it will also help our community in getting access to these different types of books. So I definitely recommend this website. This is libraries.org. Now, continuing on the topic of books, my next resource is one of my favorites, and that is PublishersWeekly.com. Now, PublishersWeekly.com is a website that really has the latest in book offerings. And if you look there, there's a section for children's books. So when you go to this website, it has like all these links at the top. You have news, you have reviews, you have bestsellers, you have a section of children's book, which is my favorite. So when you click on this section, you have a list of the latest in news of children's books. And you can also do a search if you want to look for bilingual, if you want to look for Spanish, and it'll give you the latest news about those books. So if you're looking for what are the latest books to drop this year, you can find that in Publishers Weekly. They also have blogs. They also have a lot of interviews and you can get a lot of insights into different authors. It really is a great website to look into when it comes to anything about books in general and what's happening in the publishing world. And you can access that at publishersweekly.com. The next resource on my list is duallanguageschools.org. And duallanguageschools.org is a database of all the dual languages that are offered 
in the United States, which is wonderful because you can click on any state and it will give you a listing of what is available in your state when it comes to dual languages. This is a great database to have because you don't necessarily want to be Googling and going down that rabbit hole of information. So this is a database that will help you look and find the available language schools and dual language immersion schools that are available in your area. It's also great if you happen to move. It also has a section for job boards. So if you are an educator or teacher and you want to be in a dual immersion setting, if you want to be a teacher in a dual immersion school, they have a job board so you can see what the latest jobs are. They also post events. They have an area for the schools, for teachers, for parents. Like I said, the job board for consultants. They have different events and you can go on there and get a lot of information in terms of what is going on in the dual language schools. So again, that's dual language schools.org. This episode is brought to you by Confident Bilingual Parenting. Hola, hola, padres increíbles. Welcome to a journey of Confident Bilingual Parenting, where we transform doubts into triumphs and fears into confidence. I'm your guide, Jenny Bates, bilingual parenting educator, author, and your biggest cheerleader. Picture this. It's 2015, and I'm standing where you are today, eager to give my daughter the gift of bilingualism. But let me tell you, it wasn't a walk in the park. Living in an English-speaking neighborhood with a non-speaking Spanish husband, I faced unique challenges. Like you, I wanted my child to have a better future connected to her roots and Hablando Español. And that's when I realized most people fail at raising bilingual kids because they try to fit a mold that doesn't suit their family's dynamics. That's why I created the Confident Bilingual Parenting Course, a unique journey tailored for parents of zero to six years old. We break it down, offering you a proven four-step process to confidently raise a bilingual child in a way that aligns with your family and your child's individual needs. With this course, you'll unlock the secrets and modules like Bilingual Brilliance, where you ignite your passion for raising a bilingual child and unlocking linguistic potential, where you tap into your child's natural learning abilities and you can do this all in the comfort of your home. But that's not all. Enroll today and you'll also get exclusive bonuses worth over $3,000 from a confidence course companion to a bilingual resources directory that will save you money. I've got you covered. And here's the cherry on top. Use code POD20, that's POD20 for an exclusive 20% off. Yes, you heard it right. 20% off your ticket to Confident Bilingual Parenting. Just enter POD20 at checkout. Visit milegacy.com and click on course. Start the year con fuerza and join the Confident Bilingual Parenting community and watch your child soar Hablando Español. Now, if you notice, I didn't give you a lot of actual Spanish websites, like in terms of getting material other than my own in terms of printables, because you can get a lot of free stuff online throughout different websites. And there are many teachers that offer free printables. There are many organizations that offer free videos, free content. But these are my go to websites when I really want to be informed and I really want to be empowered when it comes to my bilingual parenting journey. Everything from milestones, everything from school what's available. And many of these are nonprofit organizations that really want to give back to our community. So now that you have access to all this great information, let's talk about how to keep everything organized. And what I mean by keeping everything organized, there's a lot of content out there and it can be overwhelming. Perhaps you don't know how to organize it, how to keep everything straight. So I'm going to give you like my tips on how I keep everything organized so that at any given time when I am looking for a particular piece of information, I know exactly where to find it. So first, when it comes to websites, you want to organize your bookmarks. So use the bookmarks in your 
web browser to save websites, blogs, or articles related to language learning. Now, I like to create different folders for different topics or different levels to easily locate these resources. So for example, if there are articles that are related just to bilingualism, then I will type in articles or I'll create it. I have a folder that says articles and here I will bookmark all the articles that I like or that pertain to bilingualism. If there are particular websites that are for Spanish language learning, then I will bookmark those and I will save them under that folder. One thing that I recommend is when you are going to these different websites, I do recommend subscribing to the various newsletters, especially of those that you really like and that you want to read more content. This allows you to get the content delivered directly to your inbox and you don't have to like necessarily go back to the website to see what's new. Usually when companies, including Me Legacy, send you a newsletter, they're giving you their best. They're giving you like the latest in news, what's going on in their companies or in their organizations. And that's a way for you to be in the know. However, I encourage you to create a separate email address that just focuses on bilingual parenting or language learning. This way, your inbox is focused and you're not giving away your personal email and you're not being overloaded with spam email. And you really want to keep your personal email limited to the important stuff. I'm not saying that this isn't important, but this is just kind of one aspect of you. Like for me, my personal email, I just keep it to a very minimum of things that get delivered to avoid, again, having tons of emails that I don't have time to read or open. Now, you can make a habit of checking this email once or twice a week for updates, but this will allow you to kind of keep things separate. And it will also allow you that if some of these companies do happen to share your email, which hopefully they don't, but it will also allow you to get more like information delivered to your inbox. It's kind of how like the algorithm or I don't know what it's called in emails, but how how it works. For social media, I recommend that you follow language learning accounts and influencers on different social media platforms, but curate your feed by selecting specific accounts by liking their content and their posts and making sure that they align with your learning goals and interests. So if you don't necessarily understand how the algorithm works, especially like on Instagram, that's my platform of choice. How the algorithm works is if you like a post and you heart it, if you spend time on a post, it can tell whether you spend one second and you keep scrolling or whether you spend 10 seconds on a post. Even if you don't heart it, if you spend 10 seconds on a post, you're telling the algorithm, hey, I like this content. I want to see more of this. Now, what happens with us is that on my Me Legacy account, I really try to follow many bilingual parenting accounts and language learning accounts. And when my daughter gets my phone, she loves hearting and liking all the dog videos and all the cat videos. So what ends up happening is that on my For You page, I want to see culture. I want to see language stuff. I don't necessarily want to see dogs on my feed. But when she takes over the phone, that's what happens. It confuses the algorithm and the algorithm is now saying, well, I know you like language learning stuff, but today you really like dogs. So I'm going to show you all dogs today. And I'm like, oh, no. Now, if you want to create a separate account just for language learning, you can do that. So on this account, you don't necessarily have to follow all your friends. Just 
create an account and just follow those language learning accounts or those influencers or those accounts whose content you really like and just cater that account specifically to their content. This will help the algorithm feed you what you want to see and help you waste less time on content that you don't. Now for videos, create playlists on YouTube. So I love YouTube that you can create your own playlist and you can add videos that you like. You can also subscribe to different accounts and you can see your subscriptions. But when you have a lot of subscriptions or when you subscribe to a lot of channels, it's harder to kind of organize the content. So what I like to do is to create playlists. You can categorize your playlist based on themes, based on language difficulty, perhaps it's specific grammar topics. Perhaps you have a playlist just for Spanish music. This is a way for you to keep your child's content and like that language learning content organized. Again, the idea is to save yourself time so that it's easier for you to continue on your bilingual parenting journey. You have to remember, we have to make things easy for ourselves. When we make things complicated, you're less likely to stay motivated and to want to continue. If you have to spend like five minutes looking for something, you're going to give up and be like, I know I'm done here. <laughs> it's the same thing if you want to lose weight. If you want to lose weight, put your gym clothes by the side of the bed or better yet, sleep in your gym clothes. So when you wake up in the morning, you're ready to go out the door. I kid you not. These are ways that we can make our lives simple. You want to eat more fruit, put a bowl of fruit on the table. Don't hide the fruit in the refrigerator where you're never going to see it. <laughs> if you have it in front of you, be like, oh, that looks good. Maybe I'll have an apple. <laughs> if you want to drink more water, have water by the side of your bed. Have water at your office. Make it easy for yourself. And whatever it is that you want to do, it's going to become easier for you to do. For apps, I create folders. I have like a thousand apps. <laughs> my husband like cannot stand looking at my phone because I have like a million and one apps. But everything is organized. I have all my apps organized by theme or by content. So I have my Mi Legacy apps in one folder. I have photography apps in another folder. I have reading apps. I have shopping folders in another folder. I have Victoria's educational stuff in another folder. I have stuff that is related to home in another folder. So I have all these different folders and I put like apps within those folders. It helps keep everything organized. And when you're with your child, you can do the same on their tablet. You can organize their apps or you can ask them to organize their apps, how it makes sense to them. Finally, to help you stay consistent, enable reminders or notifications on your devices to prompt you to engage with language learning content. Consistency is key and reminders can help you and your family stay on track. Now, I don't mean like notifications from like every single app that you have. But what I do mean is set a timer or set a reminder. If you want to read to your child three days a week, set an alarm for the same time, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays at 7 p.m. reading time. Even if you don't want to, having the this remind having this pop up on your phone is going to be like, oh, this is an alarm. Hello, this is important. It also tells your brain that this is important, right? When you schedule stuff into your calendar, into your phone, it makes it a priority. And you want to make sure that you include language learning that special time into your schedule. So this is going to help you stay consistent and it will help you stay motivated. Numerous free bilingual resources are at your fingertips for both parents and kids. I hope this list proves helpful and my organizational tips aim to alleviate any feelings of overwhelm, keeping you motivated on your bilingual parenting journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Latina Mom Legacy Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend. For show notes, visit thelatinamomlegacy.com and click on today's episode or scroll down on your podcast platform. Un beso, un abrazo y hasta la próxima. Chao, chao.